At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. So we're back after like taking a week off for, for the 4th of July. That's so right. So I hope everybody enjoyed the, the best of the howler last week. We had a, we, I dug way back in the archives. Episode, did you? Episode three and four, I think we put together. What did I talk about? Oh, for God's sakes. Um, the one was, we were talking about the trouble with policing in a hometown, in your hometown. Okay. <laughs> and I think I think the one, if I remember right, because I actually actually listened, um, was people are gonna think it's oh. odd. You guys actually listen to your stuff. <laughs> I actually listened. Yeah. <laughs> well, All right. you know, I you know sometimes. Yeah. Well, here's the pressure. Okay, when we go dig back in the archives, we have lots of new listeners every week. Okay, and so we wanted. You know, I always want to pick some good representations of the old stuff so that people are inclined, new listeners are inclined to go back and, and say, hey, because, I mean, we're we're in like an 117 episodes of The Howler now. So right, I don't know not? how many yeah. people, yeah, I don't know how many new people have time to go back and listen to the old episodes. Um, and I know I got, there's one, there's one listener that loves... And I'm going to pull this out at some point for one of the best ofs. But the uh, the uh, story about the guys grilling on the on the porch and sneaking around behind the car. So that that'll be I'm going to pull that one out for a holiday this fall. You okay. know, that'll be because <laughs> I know there's somebody that wants to that loves to loves that one. Not as much as the chicken one. Not as much as the chickens. Catching the house on fire. All right. That seems to be an all-time favorite. That's almost a sad one, isn't it? Yeah, but it's, you know, it depends. I mean, look, I find it sad that the, uh, 
I mean, the thought of losing your home and all your possessions to in a fire is horrifying. It's horrifying. Right. Now, yeah. now, granted, you know, everybody says, well, everybody got out and everybody's safe, but it's still, it, it's, it, I can't imagine standing in the rubble of your house and just everything, like, especially our age, the stuff that we've accumulated over the years. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I've been, yeah, bring me back to that, but go ahead. <laughs> bring you back to that. Uh-huh. I'm just saying it would be traumatic. I mean, now, Granted, little the little chicks catching into fire puff balls, that's traumatic for the chicks for a couple seconds. I, I guess you know. I don't know. I don't. I hate to sound cold, but you know, the the circle of life for those chicks was they really probably weren't going to be around that much longer anyway. And you know, there you go. Does that sound terrible? I think that sounds maybe it sounds terrible. I don't know. I, I but but being on a farm and raising animals you know you kind of get numb to a little bit of that stuff well yeah but you never burn them at the stake right you took a cow off to butcher or something but you didn't <sighs> i'll tell you what, fire I, run through the neighborhood I'll tell which you, is a you know didn't i didn't i wasn't that huh let, let me tell you in my college days i got hired for a job one summer for a pig barn that burnt to the ground me and my one buddy had to go clean up this pig barn after it burned. After it burned. You just take a it, bobcat and go in there and scoop everything out? No. A shovel in our hand in our hands. And and I'm talking, we had to clean up pigs and all. And you walked up to this place, you know, and of course they're so what happened is, you know, after the they're trying to put out the fire and there's puddles of water. Well, it's full it's pulled full of basically bacon grease. So, right. Yeah. That's, so you're that working. Makes sense. Sure. You're working in a big puddle of bacon grease. And, right. I mean, there was hundreds of pit. I mean, and my buddy and I just did. I bet the guy expected it to take us a week to clean up this entire pig barn, including getting rid of all the pigs, scrapping all. What'd the you wood. do with them all? We put them. He buried them. Okay. But we had to we had to go put them someplace where he could scoop them up with a tractor, and uh, I mean we had this one old sow. She was so big, okay. I mean, what prob- time of the year was this? Spring, okay, spring. So it was just cooking. So, so, so were they so bloated it up hot or not? They were getting there, but this we had to t- we had to find a door that survived the fire and slide it under. This, I mean, this is probably 500, 600 pound pig. Slide it under this pig. And then my buddy and I, who we played high school basketball, he was, right. six, he was six five, you know, 260. He's a big dude. So we're like, uh, minus the handles, like, you know, it's like a pig stretcher on the on a uh, old uh, maple door that we <laughs> carry because we couldn't have like grabbed the pig. Number one, it was too heavy. But you just, it was really well done. It was really cooked. And, you know, you kind of sunk into the pig a little bit when, when, with your hands. But, I mean, ugh. yeah. I mean, no, I couldn't I, look at bacon. I, for, yeah. I couldn't look at bacon for months after that. I don't know. I love, but love we, got, we got it done you know, in a I day, in a two days. In two days. And the guy thought it'd take us a week. He couldn't believe it. So, there you go. 
I, back when I worked hard. I, uh, <laughs> I haven't seen anything like that. Now, I've seen some. I had, I, the, I've only got one, and I'm going to bring my livestock killing tragedies. I worked with a patrolman. It was featured in the front page of the newspaper, the local newspaper. And he, he was standing, imagine having an absolute giant sow with a busted back. So, you know, she's down in the back. Oh, boy. But she's up on her front feet, about a 400-pounder with her, with her ears forward. So you're getting a picture of her with her mouth open, squealing. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he was standing kind of spread, spread-legged right next to her with his trooper hat on and a 40 caliber Glock in his hand. And he was about to shoot her in the head and the front page of the paper said, mercy killing. <laughs> and oh, it was an 18 wheeler load of pigs. It was a pot that tipped over and the ones that still had their legs ran off into the cornfields. You know what I mean? To be, Oh, oh yeah. For, I mean, they could still be out there, but, and then some of them got killed dead right there. And then some of them were, in the various stages of of tore up and he was going through there he was the first guy on the scene and and his you know people that especially i know we had some foreign listeners back in the old days police loved to shoot wounded de- you know police this don't take us the wrong way and i know i shouldn't say it nowadays but police always want to shoot something right and back years ago they always shot the roadkill deer or road killed by this road wounded road wounded oh um, yeah yeah i got you road road wounded pigs and i had a classmate of mine that a horse trailer tipped over on interstate 44 oh that's not good yes and he had some crazy old and i don't know if they were necessarily high strung he wasn't a cowboy guy because he grew up in miami florida uh but he was an army guy so when the horses wouldn't listen to him and were running in through the traffic and stuff, you know, of course now I, I, I don't on hindsight, you know, Monday morning quarterback in this, you got to turn your red lights and siren off to get them horses to calm down. Right. Probably so. Yes. But the further they chased them, the more cars were running off the road and having accidents trying to, I think one of them actually hit a big horse. So finally he decided he was just going to shoot this horse. And I'm going to oh, tell boy. you, I know we've had a couple summers worth of tragedy here nationally for people. Let me just for for the only thing that I could even imagine. This now, this is pre-internet, pre-camera phones, right? Mm-hmm. But if he done that same thing today, like he did in 1997, you blast somebody's quarter horse on the side of the highway uh you're going to get some phone calls well and and, uh, and the and here's the thing is the people that were would be making the phone calls wouldn't be as understanding as the people who probably were dealing with the horse you know that deal with horses because they understand there comes a point in time that for the safety of everybody you know sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do when i see i looked at it the other way around Right. So like nowadays you shoot the wrong person and they come and burn your police station down. That's whatever. But horse people would come find out where you lived and come after you. Maybe, especially if it was some chick's horse, you know what I mean? You shot some crazy girl. These horse girls are, 
I, I got to be honest. Passionate. Passionate. Be honest, it, right. You don't I better watch it because you've you got have significant to... others to listen to this podcast <laughs> that are horse people. Okay. You know, horse I, I don't. I don't think you have to shoot a horse and get a crazy girl to come after you. That's just me. That's exactly right. I mean, you either, sometimes if you ride the horse, it comes after you. Sometimes you don't have to shoot it. Sometimes you pet the wrong horse, they come after you. There's a whole, there's a whole, there's a whole repertoire of crazy that comes after you when these, and I don't want to call them crazy girls, when these passionate, passionate, yeah, passionate, passionate yeah. livestock, uh, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's fitting that we kind of got off on this animal team because our our county fairs next week, so we're you know we're kind of getting getting stuff ready as he's you know going to be able to. We just had the county fair. Shoot. It was, uh, <laughs> well, I I got listen. a friend of mine that's mad about it. Yeah, I, he wants me to be on. I told him to be on the fair board so he can straighten it out, and he wants me to get on the fair board. And I don't know if I have the, I don't know if I have the. Uh, how do I say it? Well, I don't think I had the threshold to deal with. <laughs> with he's up in arms over they 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 can't, they don't have a tractor pull anymore. Oh, what? They they no said that the return on investment. They said the insurance for the rodeo was too much, and the insurance was for the tractor pull was too much. So instead, they had a figure eight race. You know where they take these little crappy cars, and then they had an ATV UTV rodeo thing. Well, how is a UTV rodeo cheaper insurance than a demolition derby? Or, I mean, and I, that's what he was wanting to know. And and I think what the fair board members were trying to say. Now, I don't know if they necessarily. Some of them aren't the most sophisticated people in the world. I know they 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 have the coveted position of being on the fair board, right? But I don't think they didn't. What they were trying to say is, I think what they were trying, what they meant was when they compare what they, the outlay of money for the insurance policy for that versus how many people, how much money it brings in, you know, like a profit and loss mm-hmm. or yeah. you know, invest return on investment would be what it was. Yeah. Uh, no, I, under, I, I, I understand because, you know, I, the, I, I've dealt with some of that stuff. And I, yes, I, you I, were, you, you've been a promoter. Well, I've been a promoter, and, and Christie's dad is is the treasurer. You know, used to be on is on the fair board here. Her brother's on the fair board. My grandpa used to be president of the fair board. My stepdad was on something to do with the. I mean, I understand the politics. The and, but what politics, I think my buddy's then, my buddy is what I think my buddy's main problem was. His dad, now he's our age, but his dad, who's passed out, donated a lot of this grandstand and a bunch of stuff that they took down to make the demolition derby track bigger and and i think he want you know he thought maybe they should have reached out to him and the family and say hey we're going to tear all the stuff your dad built for uh, so, so there's you know, an under there's, underlying uh, yes i think there uh, was you know what i mean okay, and and I and really what kills our fair is we've got a essentially a dry not necessarily we got a dry town okay so there can mm-hmm. there's no beer at the fair there's no liquor at the fair well, there's usually not. So, fair, oh, really? Not Your fair's not? Where in my hometown, they blow that thing out, man. Are you kidding me? No, nah, that was just, that's just the, the beer tent at the fair is only something that's happened here the last couple of years. And it's yeah, so, over so, by the track. But you've had, so so that's the whole point. And, and when, when, when money's 
fierce right now. I know we we're in the best economy we've ever had, but to some of these people in rural America, they don't have a lot of money. So if they're going to go, so if you have to compete, you know, we had trouble getting the right carnies this year because the carnies were going somewhere else. And really? Yes, because they go where the money's at, right? Well, usually here in here in Ohio, you know, there's the fairs kind of work together so that they don't overlap one another. I mean, there's eight right. counties, so you're gonna there's there's probably any given week there's three or four fairs going on, but they keep them separated so enough so you don't county, poach off no, enough people. Yeah, I, don't, I believe they. I believe a county that touches another county, they can't have fairs at the same time. Yes. So, so, so anyhow, uh, there's just the, the attendance was down, everything's down. And it's, there's a, there's a, there's a bunch of people that blame it on the lack of liquor. Cause if they're going to sweat when it's 101 degrees <laughs> and eat dust, they want to drink. And so is that something that they're going to they really will look never. into? They told me three or four years ago they would never, ever, ever have liquor at this fair. Really? And that's because somebody who's long since dead gave them the money in the 40s to set this thing up. And it's got the term youth fair. It's the county youth fair. And they can't have liquor and youth go hand in hand. So, but really, what it is is there's there's competing factions like the county I grew up in. The Catholics probably outnumber anybody else. Okay, so they have a little stronger tolerance for drinking than this county, where the Catholics are such a minute number that the Protestants, the old Baptists, ain't going to buy. Got to let them let them let them have it. Does that make sense? So. You still there? You, you, oh yeah, uh, I'm listening. Li- I'm, I'm li- so we had silence here, and I thought I upset you. Uh, so I think that's probably part of it too. You know, there's just a whole lot of you know, as my old boss in the government, you said there's a lot of personalities involved. A lot of people have with with exposure on this, and and they all think they know what's right, and they might. You know, who knows? We don't know. Well, there's always there's always a group of people somewhere that think that. They know everything that's right, you know. Fair board's no different. It just and the and the and the really fair boards. The dynamics of the fair board is is that there's usually a group of people about the same age that get in there, and they're there for decades before young people start coming in, and it doesn't. And the young, you know, there's always, there's always like a wave. People. There's not like a, a fair board where there's a, usually a, at least from my, from what I see. Yes. And that's where yeah. I was going with that. First of all, I'm kind of an outsider because I grew up, you know, 20 miles away in the neighboring, ta- neighboring county. You know what I mean? So they're not really my people. And even though I live here, you know, you're, yeah, I'm still kind of an outsider. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the other part is, and you know this from basketball, and just, you know, I look at that list and I know maybe two people, and I would probably say some crazy shit that would alienate myself <laughs> because my brain doesn't operate like them. Okay. 
I don't believe that. And, I think and they would that, take they would take my sarcasm <laughs> as me telling them what a shitty job they're doing, and it's not necessarily the, the it's not necessarily the case. It's just you know what I mean. If, if I'm going to, it's not that I'm going to change anything necessarily. That I just I, sometimes I have to feel like I have to say stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I I get it. I get it. And but the thing is, is when you get into a position like that, they want you should be saying stuff if you see something wrong, you know. And yeah, but some, most of those people don't want anything that don't want want anything said to them because well, then they're in the wrong spot. There you there's go. a lot of people in the world in the wrong spot. <laughs> you know, I've been you know, which is a nice segue into all these poor Dutch farmers. Have you seen any of that? No, what's I, going on with the Dutch farmers? I haven't you're seen You're the second anything. person I've said that to today, and the second person didn't know what I was talking about. I, I don't. What's going on with the Dutch they farmers? They are protesting. They've shut down the whole Netherlands over the government saying you can't farm anymore because we're going we're gonna to regulate greenhouse gases by reducing the amount of livestock we have and the amount of crops we plant. Really? I didn't hear anything about that. I'm looking here. Police fire on Dutch farmers protesting environmental rules. Wow. No, I had not seen this. I knew now our buddy David Wade's going tomorrow. Uh, Wade Jennings is playing at a festival in Norway. I thought he was uh, going somewhere else. Well, he was in Liechtenstein a couple weeks ago. Yeah. But but Wade and him are going to Norway. Here they, they had to make a calculated gamble because... Uh, the Norwegian Airlines over there that's in conjunction, I think, with American Air, all the pilots were on strike. So they had to roll the dice that their flight was going to get canceled, buy tickets through another airline to get over there. I think they've got to go to Germany first and lay over in Germany for like 12 hours. But the calculated bet t- paid off and their flights did get canceled. But See now it's going to cost it's costing them an extra I think twelve hundred dollars. Now he's making, you know, Way is making I think a good chunk of change for the show for the festival over there. But uh, lucky him! I wish I could go over there with him and Erody. But go ahead. Well, you know, next summer I think he's going to get to go back to a couple places, and they may need you know may need a couple merch guys. They asked me to go sell merch in Liechtenstein, and I couldn't. are you kidding me? And you didn't, didn't go. go? And okay. wait a second, I don't care about that. You didn't ask me to do it. Well, he ended up taking his son. Wait, well, wait, I was going to say, son. and Wade didn't ask me. He knows I come from a long line of merch sellers. <laughs> well, listen. that makes me mad. <laughs> that makes me mad. I come from I'll, a long line of merch sellers. I'll make sure to send him this episode so he can hear how angry you are. Yes. But, uh, but Are no, but we, we've discussed it that in the future, you know, we'll, because uh, we've got some other artists, I think, that will end up going over that, that we know that, uh, you know, probably would enjoy our help with them over there. Now that Wade, Wade's getting kind of the, uh, the feel for it and stuff. So it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. It's really neat to see how in Europe, because, you know, Wade Jennings is Waylon's grandson and he's old school. You know, kind of old school country, oh, yeah. and uh, just how much they love it, like that Liechtenstein festival. So the guys, you'll love this. The guys that put that on, the one guy was one of the biggest drug dealers, pimps 
in Norway. And he's completely reformed. He's a preacher now. Well, then I wouldn't want to hang out with him if he's ever formed. He's a preacher. So <laughs> now preacher. he went to the dark side. He's a preacher. And now so, he's going to the dark side. So in Liechtenstein, they hold this festival um, in a ski town, which this time of year is totally dead. So their uh-huh. idea was they want to have this country festival, and they build this... At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's just like a old west town in the middle of the ski village, and it's up for the four days of the festival. And they, you know, it takes them a couple days to get it put up. It's up to where everybody walks in, and it's like they're in this old west town. All the a saloon. Oh man, and, I should have put on my John Wayne hat, and went over and done a stand up yeah. stick or something. <laughs> yeah, and and then and then they got like four days to get it torn down after everything's gone. And uh, I think they'll, you know, I think those guys will get invited back and stuff. And they did, a re- you know, they had fun. And so I, I told Wade, I said, yeah, in the future, as long as I know ahead of time, I can take time off at the post office. I'll go. Yeah, but I had that, all time, kinds of time. I could have just transitioned from France. To, I could have just stayed over there. <laughs> I got my rental drove car to, and drove, to and drove over there. And Liechtenstein is a really, um, it's a unique yeah, and we don't have any. No, we don't have any listeners in Liechtenstein. You know, we've been adding people. It's a crazy... well, they have a monarchy. I noticed they had a monarchy because I was reading about them. Yeah, and they're complete. They're the only European country that's completely landlocked. There's no. There don't. There's no. They have no border on water. But it's a very, very wealthy. There's only like forty thousand people there, and they're super wealthy. But uh, but we don't have any listeners in Liechtenstein. Although we. We added listeners. Now you tell me, and I, and uh, now of course you know we 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 have a lot of listeners in Slo- Slovenia, okay, which I'm I'm kind of proud of because I don't know why anybody listens to us from Slovenia, but I know they listen to us for the paranormal. See, see places like that. I wonder, do they listen to us? Do they listen to me and you? On this, on this part, I can understand, you know, how Bigfoot and ghosts and all that stuff translate across borders, you know, but do, does us talking about, you know, pigs, I don't know, maybe we should separate pigs. them so we know what's what, <laughs> but here's where we started getting, 
we started getting listeners in Latvia and Macedonia. Well, that? they saw me. They they got my because uh, I said yes to the cookies. They must have my search history that I was. I've been reading about the Greek islands. I watched that uh, that um, all the thing on Netflix about Constantinople getting taken over by uh, 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 I don't even remember who he was. But the fall of the Byzantine Empire. I mean, I've been oh, reading yeah. a bunch. Of, yeah, you know what I mean. I told my was my brother maybe yesterday. Who was I talking to yesterday? I don't even know what's today. Is today Monday? Yeah, today's Monday. Um, as we yeah, you know, as we record, this is Monday, not the freaking. Yeah, I don't even know what days what. Yeah, who knows? I don't even know where I'm at. I don't even know. Somebody, I had some farm kid make fun of me today, and. Uh, uh, but- but but we got listeners in Peru now, the Czech Republic, Malaysia, Hong Kong, you know, like really India. Like these are all places that we hadn't had listeners. India is probably my taxi driver from being over there. I mean, I told you I've been there, right? <laughs> I would just like. I think it's. I think next we keep building. Uh, you know, if people keep listening. Next year we'll just plan a whole European tour. Why not? We'll go to Liechtenstein or Norway for a music festival, and then we'll just stay over there and we'll just go and we'll set up some some meet and greets and all those places. Well, if I what I was telling my brother, if I won the Powerball, I'd probably have to just buy a place in Greece or one of them places. And 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 uh, it's a very it's a very romantic idea to just and you've spent a lot of time over there, but in my mind, never having been there, it just seems such a such a romantic idea to go and live in one of living in one of those countries and just be able to travel and you know my one well my oldest daughter she spent part of her school in italy did a semester in italy my uh, youngest daughter just went to ireland i think with her basketball she went over there for some now i only know now it's not like she called me up and told me because she still i still haven't talked to her for right you had a cyber stalker to find out i I had somebody send me the information but she was in i think it was ireland as part of a international exchange like they went and her and some of her teammates from depaul did some uh, uh, goodwill ambassador type stuff with the kids that wanted to learn basketball i think it was and it was in ireland it was it was kind of cool kind of cool to see that you know and it's neat that she's getting you know that basketball is taking her other places around the world and she gets to go and and do something she likes to do and and see you know parts of the world you know that's the stuff that you know like your kid is get you know got to go before he uh you know yeah shipped off i never got to do any of that stuff you know so that's because we didn't know about it did you i mean no. Did you look? If I'd have known about it, I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't be delivering mail. I'd have moved to Nashville or Hollywood. Yeah, I told <laughs> somebody years that the day that I would have moved. Years. I would have moved when I was eighteen, nineteen, and they look at me like I got two heads. <laughs> well, now everything is at your fingertips. I mean, you can go see, like you know, like uh, like I think I've said, you know, we're looking at trying to buy a a house in in the outer banks and uh we don't even have to go we don't have to go down to even see them they're all you know we can see all we need to see the videos the you know google earth everything you know we can pretty much inspect the house without ever stepping foot in right you know? and right. so it just 
it's just like that. I and I hear like I listen to a lot of other podcasts, especially on songwriting, and you hear those guys. The common story is wherever they grew up. So every I think everywhere anybody ever grew up, unless it was Chicago, Detroit, New York, you know, big city, nobody knew that songwriting was a job. You know that you could do that as a job. I certainly didn't. You know, and I think that um, I think you know, man, how much my life might have been changed. Now I might have not. I might not be any good now at it. Who knows? But even back then, I probably would have been much worse. But man, it would have been nice to get a couple of just album cuts on something back in the late eighties and nineties. <laughs> you know, that sold a million million albums. Right. Sure, sure beats. Sure beats delivered mail. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> no, it does. I'm just think all the friendly people you get to see every day. You know, I I'm torn. You know, I really am. I'm torn. About all the there friendly are, people? There are some, I, I, you know, like I was on vacation a couple weeks ago, and this really nice lady, this really nice couple, the guy, lady's retired, and the guy owns a stump removal service here in town. Super nice people, you know, and the lady, she always orders stuff, and um, she got little yippy dogs, and, you know, so I, I see them all the time, because I'm always going up to the door, and you know, the guy's always out and stuff. Well, here the lady went in for, I think, a procedure while I was on and, and never made it out. And I I just said, So back. you still got her mail? Well, I deliver, I, you know, like today, I'm <laughs> back. Right, yeah. I'm, I'm back. And, you know, I went up to, you know, tell the gentleman and stuff, you know, that I was sorry that his, his wife had passed and I ended up talking to the son. But it's like, I I just there's so many people uh, and if you do a route long enough you're going to see kids grow up from I mean I've been 23 years I've been on the same parts of the same part of town for 15. So is I've it always the ghetto or is it just something lately? No 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 I don't really I'm not in the ghetto there's no ghetto besides <laughs> but I'm no. saying you see kid you see people you know that little kid I've seen little kids grow up graduate get married, have their own kids. You know, a lot of old people that you would talk to, because that's who you talk to. Those are the people that are home, you know, during the day when you're delivering mail. So you get to know them and, and um, you know, and so, I, I, man, it's just crazy how you could take a look at a neighborhood and remember it like 10 years ago, how much has changed because the people have, um, you know, died or moved or whatever. So, I don't know. I just man, that sounds it is it's depressing kind of here. This it, is not where we wanted is, to go. It is kind of. I mean, we, sorry. Huh? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna change this up to something happier. Okay. Let's if you told something. me we're going to Liechtenstein next year, I want to take Hunter Biden with us. You could take Hunter Biden to Liechtenstein. Oh yeah, I've been reading. I mean, have you seen? I mean, that dude. I think Joe's right. He is the smartest guy, and he knew. <laughs> Did you see where he did spent the thirty thousand bucks on hookers in six months and then camouflage it as medical payments? No, I didn't see that. Oh, but I, I love knew, it. I knew he had. Hey, he wrote, uh, this is what he wrote in the one. He he, he wrote on the, uh, some of his checks. They were for Blue Water Wellness, the name of a rehab therapy center. He used thirty four hundred bucks. And this is what I want to know: What's a girl do to you to get thirty four hundred bucks for five hours? 
I I don't know. Yes, she leaves. I'm afraid. That's what they always say. They don't pay a hooker for being there. They pay her to leave. Oh, wow. That, 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 that. Now, as somebody who's been divorced, is that right or wrong? I mean, that Listen, might be a deal, I guess is what I'm saying. I'm telling him he got, I'm telling you, he got off cheap then because it cost me a lot more. Do what? It cost you got off cheap. 30 get, grand is cheap, right? It cost me a lot more to get her to leave, you know? To get, oh, to, oh, yeah. <laughs> but something tells me that Hunter Biden had a lot more fun. <laughs> I, you know, I can't decide. They got some of the pictures blurred, so I can't bang your heads or tails of it, but I get, I get so much enjoyment out of it. Uh, that I just, I, I, I'm afraid that I might be going insane. I, I finally, after, uh, when did I open my pool? April. I finally put my first chemicals in pH tested my pool this week for the first time. So maybe it's the chemicals I used. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that, that's and, affecting uh, your, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what I'm doing because, uh, yeah, I said, <laughs> you know, cause the, 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 the right wingers are all saying what well, the idiot he is. And I'm thinking he must be doing something right. He made all that money. He done all this stuff and he's still hanging out. You know what I mean? Listen, still listen I think when somebody lines up and in, in a situation like this and says what an idiot he was, I think they're just jealous if they didn't think of it first. Maybe, or maybe they're just mad. You should go home and smack your old man for not getting elected president. See? Sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, some of these some of these people are too smart for their own good, you know. Well, I don't sure. know. I just I know that and they're Ukrainian girls. This one was a Ukrainian girl. I can't pronounce her name. So he was supporting Ukraine before he was we should make a country song. He was Ukraine before it was cool. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin on that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was, he was hey, and there was three. There was seven, two killed and three wounded in California Seven Elevens. So you know what they're doing? Giving hand. They're giving free Slurpees, or maybe they got shot getting there for free Slurpee for the ninety fifth anniversary of Seven Eleven stores. Seven Eleven's been around. Seven One One stores, as somebody was telling me the other day. Seven one. Yeah, they wouldn't have seven one one stores when we were kids. I said, no, they had seven eleven. I told them what street. I said, it's such and such street. And they go, no, this ain't seven eleven. This is seven one one. And you wonder why? Wonder why we had problems? <laughs> no, I don't wonder, buddy. I know. I'm just trying to, you know, every day I just try to stick my head up out of the weeds enough to, to survive another day. You know, <sighs> there's days I don't even get up out of the weeds. Cause I don't, I don't want to see what's going on. You know, I'm just going to stick yeah. in my little, stick in my little corner. No, but see, you're still carrying the mail and still helping your fellow human being. Am I though? Am I really? I mean, I get up and wait for the meteor to come take about half of them out. <laughs> I did see there's a there's a there is a meteor coming pretty close here. Not is there? Distant. Yeah, but I, but I think there always is. You know, they're close is like a million. Excuse me, they're close is like a million miles, isn't it, or something like that? Yeah, but I mean, I guess and, and when you're talking about space and stuff, um, that is pretty close, right? I 
I, you know what? My tape measure only goes to 25 feet. And when I get it out there, I can't put it back in. So <laughs> that's so far above my, my, my thinking, you know? Now I think, um, and we'll just discuss it on air. I think we're going to do for our August, for one of our August Patreon episodes. I've been talking to the uh, the great Stacy Brown, okay, Florida skunk ape, yep, renowned, and um, actually, I uh, his partner from Outcast Paranormal, he uh, he's going to be on one of our episodes here at the end of the month. They did, I think they did some cool. They did some really cool stuff in Missouri. Um, that is going to be shown on YouTube. But anyway. So Stacey Brown is, is the last time we had him on the show made a passing comment about he believed the moon landing was fake. Okay. Okay. That he had seen the air, he had seen the the supposed uh, ship. That there was no way that that made it, you know, made it to the moon and back. Whatever. What do you mean, no way? Like he didn't think he could make the journey and back, or what? Do you didn't mean make, by? yeah, he didn't think he could it could make the journey and stuff. So. What I have proposed is that a no-holds-barred Patreon episode of you, the judge, and Stacey Brown hashing out two or three. I'm going to pick out three or four conspiracies, and we're going to throw them on the table, and we're going to just let you guys hash apart. Take, pick them apart. You're either going to be when I'm in. Why didn't you, Why don't we do it tonight? Well, because this will take some. We'll have to. We'll have to. Me and the judge are going to have to get together, probably with the super producer on a mixer board, and so the sound is good. But you know, we'll we'll get it done. So I talked. Uh-huh. Stacy's excited. I knew you'd be. I told him. You know, we put that together. So I think that'll be an epic. Um, because because what we're doing on the Patreon, like we put up the Patreon episode. It was like a two and a half hour episode that me and the judge talked to this gentleman from Louisiana who had a uh, who had a run in with a werewolf. OK, but it was such a long episode. We couldn't we couldn't put it up as a regular episode. It was just too long. So we decided that was going to be our, our as we relaunched our Patreon that, you know, that was going to be what we were going to make available. So so we'll have. You know, it may be a two-hour episode that, that we all do, but I think it'll be pretty entertaining to get you guys. Right. And and I'll just try to referee and stay out of the way a little bit. <laughs> so so I'm trying to pick. Right. I'm trying to pick, because obviously the moon landing is one of them. I'm trying to pick three or four different well-known conspiracy theories, and, I'll, and, and I might let you guys know a couple of them, so maybe you can do some research if you want. But I'll... But I'll uh, I just want to put them out there and just have you guys get after it, you know. So I don't know. I you having you and the judge and Stacy Brown uncensored on Patreon, it might be an epic, epic battle. It might be like um, Kobayashi and Joey Chestnut going. Nathan. Isn't it Kobayashi the guy? Isn't he the guy that that beat Joey Chestnut in the hot dog? The little the Japanese dude. Oh, I don't know. Is that <laughs> is he's he's a little little dude that he like you know he's a little guy versus Joey Chestnut at the Nathan's uh, oh, hot could... dog eating contest. 
You know, yeah, I mean, it could have been. I don't know. I was just thinking, what if we convince ourselves that they're all real? I don't know. I am super interested in hearing everybody's take on the moon landing. I really am. So, um, because I've heard, I mean, obviously we both grew up as the whole world thinking that it was real. Like, why would we even question it? But I have heard some very convincing people make their case why well, why it's not real and how it could have been faked. So um, I'm eager to kind of get into some of that and, and uh, you know, and come in and, and bring out a couple other possible conspiracy theories and see what you uh, what you guys all think about. It. So, right. Well, I mean, well, you know, yeah, I've actually been to uh, Roswell, you know. Really? Oh, come on. You well, knew that. <laughs> did I? Did I? Did you send me a picture? A picture of what? From Roswell. No, but I've been there. You've been there too? I've been there. I've been there 10 times, 15 times. I, I'm not a world traveler like you. No, I, hey, you know. But, I, but I'll throw that out there. If any of our listeners got any conspiracy theories that they. On the moon want, landing. Well, any other conspiracy theories they want us to throw around? You know? Lay to rest. Send them. Right. Send us. You know. Send it to us. So. Well, before we sign off, is there, did we get to everything that you wanted to talk? About? I don't remember what I wanted to talk about. You know what I mean? My head hurt so bad. I was. Uh, <laughs> From being asked to be on the fair board. No, I'm, I'm the fair's over now, so I won't worry about it until next year. You know. Uh, I had, I went back to my home. I spent almost my whole day in my hometown. I went into the bar, not to talk about bars here. I went, there was a bar called Dave's when I was a kid and I walked into it a while ago for the first time. And I know at least 14 or 15 years. And, uh, of course it's all, you know, Dave's dead. I think I told it in the episode, right? Dave ended up underneath his tractor. Oh yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, it's kind of uppity. A friend of mine, I was meeting a friend of mine this morning. Of course, I had my two youngest in tow, and then he had one of his kids. I met him at this machine shop where they're working on his big old dually, diesel dually, doing something to his truck bed. And he, when he told me, he said, well, just meet me out here, and we'll just go to Dave's for lunch. And I thought, well, that'd be nice, and I'll bring my kids out there, and I could say, kids, I used to park my bicycle right there, you know. <laughs> so went in there and the place is all you know uppity and uh but a kid that was about five years younger than me in high school four years younger than me that that's good friends i'm good friends with his cousins bought my lunch and then there were some guys with him some younger guys and they were trying to figure out how i knew all about all this stuff does that make sense because i haven't been there you know i haven't lived there in 20 years at least right mm-hmm. and they're of a different generation so, so, um, anyway, it was neat. And I ended up getting, uh, I think what did it is I got, a uh, uh, guy I went to high school. This is my old boss. When I worked part-time for him the last couple of years, he bought a brand new Tesla. So he took turns. We ended up talking over to his office, talking solar power. Uh, my buddy's building a 70 by two, 340 machine shed. And they're going to fill the roof with solar panels to run these, listen to this, run these uh, dryers for the corn bins. 
on solar if you can really? believe that okay yeah and we ended up in in my buddy that i brought him over to talk to anyway has got a new tesla i'm not in tesla s3 the fast one i guess there's anyway it was the fastest car i've ever been in i at 11 o'clock my daughter was in a 69 chevelle telling me daddy i want this car and i was trying to explain to her they're not economical they're not near as cool. That's really not leather you're sitting in. That's vinyl. Okay. And then four hours later, I'm in a Tesla. She's in the back seat, and my buddy is is going from zero to sixty in like four seconds. Okay. And there's no downshift. There's no waiting for the four barrel to kick in. It's instantaneously the just zoom. I don't know if you've been in one yet. No. I so I think I think it's the it's the and then going twenty or thirty miles an hour and punching it, and you know how in a, in a hot rod you'd have to wait for it to kick down. Whoop whoop! It's none of that. You instantly catapult from thirty five or forty to eighty instantly, and I think that's what's got my brain wrecked. So then my daughter wanted to drive home. She got a permit, so I had to ride with a fifteen year old driving down the highway. So between those two things and the heat, he's hard on fat people. And it was 98 or something today. <laughs> you know? Well, just imagine then. Fat people in the heat deliver mail. There you go. Well, hey, that's why I don't deliver the mail. <laughs> you know? Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs>